Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Yes. Can both of you hear me? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Ingrid? Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> Wonderful. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is awesome. Okay, so we finally did it. We're finally here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll get right into it. Um, thank you so much for coming on to another live show on air with Thrive Bites, Staying Well Amongst COVID series. I'm here with uh, Dr. Simran and Dr. Ingrid. Say hi to everyone. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) I want you to individually introduce yourselves and and tell us where you're calling from. Um, For those of you who are just joining us, um, I'm Colin Zhu. I'm the regular host of Thrive Bites. I'm hosting from Los Angeles right now, and uh, again, we have two fabulous guests, um, and I can't wait uh, for them to, uh, you know, participate in the show and, you know, give you all the stuff that we want to stay well with COVID. So, Simran, let's start with you. Okay, um, so I am a family medicine physician, and I ended up doing a fellowship in integrative medicine. I also did a certification in integrative health coaching from the both of them from the Andrew Weil Center of Integrative Medicine. I also do meditation, um, teaching, and coaching. I have been doing this for almost twenty years, uh, and I have a deep interest in in spiritual health, particularly. I ended up doing the George Washington Institute of Spiritual Health interprofessional spiritual education curriculum just because of my interest in the, the, the spiritual side of people. So what gives them meaning, what gives them purpose, uh, and a little bit more going deeper and helping people to connect with that true meaning within themselves. Awesome. Awesome. Ingrid? Thank you. So my name is Dr. Ingrid Edstein, and I've had a passion for mind-body medicine for a very long time. I've been involved in martial arts, yoga, meditation uh, since I was a little kid, and I was always searching for uh, what would be the best way to integrate that into professional life. Uh, So I took the route of med school and uh, went into preventive medicine residency and public health. Uh, That was my journey there and did a lot of lifestyle medicine and dabbled in integrative medicine as well um, in this process. Uh, Then we moved out to California a few years ago and I was finally starting to pull these pieces together with nutrition, fitness, meditation and took a leap, uh, well, just about a year ago, and built out a wellness studio where we Mm. uh, bring together the medical, uh, the preventive medicine, and finally have the opportunity to practice medicine as it should be with uh, normal schedules and actually having a holistic um, perspective and um, integration as well with fitness training. So it's actually built out primarily as a fitness studio, 
we have three uh, strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, a lot of the clients who they train are actually patients, and the results have been remarkable. So I know 100% that this works, um, and it has a lot of comforts and patience as well. Um, and it's really been just a blessing to be able to build this space up, experiment a lot. And something that I've been particularly interested in is like this combination of mind-body medicine. So spirit strength is our signature class where we combine the physical elements of fitness training with meditation and yoga. So cultivating mm -hmm. internally as well. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, you, know, you two. And because of your backgrounds, um, you know, that's why, you know, I thought it would be befitting to have all of us, uh, you know, especially you two and your experiences and expertise uh, to join us. So I think we're going to talk about a lot. Uh, we do have a few topics we're going to go into and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's talk about, um, you know, individually, you know, um, you know, what has been, it's been, you know, kind of, you know, two, three weeks um, into this pandemic. And uh, obviously it's reshaped, you know, our world, it's uh, disrupted our normal day to day. And, uh, you know, it's going to change uh, humanity, um, hopefully more for the better than for the worse. And so I kind of want to get a, you know, more of a personal uh, account of, you know, what have you been going through personally? Like, what is your overall perspective of it? And, you know, what do you feel, um, you know, we can take away from it? Um, and, uh, you know, we posed this question, you know, uh, before offline before, and, uh, you know, Simran had, uh, she wanted to kind of, you know, be mindful of being, you know, looking at it positively and also, you know, not just pushing away the negative as well. So, um, Simran, let's go, let's start with you. Okay. Um, well, I can probably start off when I first found out everything was going on. Like um, you, Ingrid, I also do prevention and optimization of health, similar setup in the sense of doing it all together. And so when we first heard about all this happening, and so we're very much into prevention, we're like way beforehand, we were already thinking about, okay, how can we prevent this from spreading to our particular patients? But I think even before that, I started to think about, oh my goodness, this is going to change the way society starts interacting with each other even after the fact and after this is all done. And I remember for the first week, I was pretty shocked at like, this is this is huge. And, you know, I, I'm not sure yet how much the message has been out there that there is a need for prevention. Um, and I remember feeling like what's going on with some of my really good friends because a lot of them are in in the ICU, some of them are in pulmonary critical care or just in pulmonary particularly and touching base to some of my other friends and some of my really close friends and hearing some of their stories was quite um, devastating to hear what they're going through. So mm -hmm. so I decided, you know, I, I I was in Katrina, I'm not sure if you know that, I actually was part of the, when, when Katrina hit um, New Orleans, I was a student and I kind of flew away to Toronto because I actually had a sinus infection. So I mm. came back here and um, then Katrina hit, but there was no doctors um, because they couldn't get into the hospitals or they were lost or we couldn't get in touch with them because of cell service. So they asked for all the medical students to come back. And I was in probably, I think it was when I was in my fourth year at the time. So I flew back and I remember seeing the grief and the, the stories were sometimes a bit I still sort of think I block it out because of that. And so I think those feelings started actually coming back with the COVID, even though I know they're very different. It was a part of those like, oh my goodness, there's going to be a lot of grief. There's going to be a lot of emotions of anxiety. There's going to be, you know, people having nightmares and people not being able to sleep because of this. 
And exactly similar things that were happening with the Katrina, particularly. Only difference is, is maybe our lives were not as threatened as physicians um, yeah. in that in that 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 way. And so what I ended up doing at that time is I actually started doing meditation with my colleagues over there. Um, and I ended up putting together some with my, some of my really good um, friends in the in the hospital, and I would go up to the chapel and actually just meditate in between um, shifts, just so we could like center ourselves. And I remember how that got us through. So I ended up doing that actually now too. I was offering free um, meditation for health professionals now too to help them. And I'm actually having a few people that I'm going to be getting on next week with just to help them get through this. And and I do that because you asked, you know, what am I going through? I feel like when I do that service, it actually helps me as well. Um, you know, stay calm and being able to know that I'm still be able to provide for other people gives me a sense of peace as well. So um the thoughts are there. There are thoughts, but you know, I've always been thinking with thoughts. Thoughts, you should let them come and go. I say, um, one of my meditations she told me, let them come and go like a passing show, because they will be there. Let them yeah. be there. Let them move forward. Let them go, and and allow them allow them to really acknowledge that you're feeling these emotions of grief, these feelings, emotions of fear, of anxiety. And then we can, you know, and I think Ingrid and I can probably talk to us about this about how to maybe not allow them to overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ingrid? Those are absolutely the many things that I've seen uh, just in the past uh, few weeks uh, with uh, Safer at Home here uh, in California. And it's really been a, a huge challenge. I think it's always been difficult. I think spirituality and medicine or even I don't know what sort of sexuality or spirituality is more difficult to talk about in a clinical <laughs> setting true. for reverse. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to tiptoe around these issues. <laughs> and because uh, it can, you know, it can get very sensitive and tender. And that was a huge problem before in just a traditional primary care practice because you have a total of like, what, 10 minutes <laughs> to cover everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, even now with uh, the luxury of just more time, like these are still very uh, uh, deep, um, interesting, complex um, elements. And I think that's one of the most renewing, invigorating parts about being in the health profession is being able to develop that kind of a connection with another um, being sitting across from you, um, developing that kind of trusted relationship. Um, I think it's been... um, interesting to experiment with ways in the last year to integrate with more um, mental health services. And I really love a proactive approach to it. I think part of it is um, moving away from the stigma of seeing this as, okay, when you're really broke, then we'll fix you with some medications and some other things, uh, more into this positive psychology realm where it's like, you know, we clean our teeth every day. We, you know, go have our bowels and, you know, all that flushing, cleansing component to it. Mm. Um, I think a similar element applies from the cleansing process, um, but also the strengthening process. So, Mm Um, the resilience and building that capacity into our emotions, our nervous system, um, and ability to just adapt, um, especially now. Um, I think what so I've switched over to doing telemedicine uh, for a large portion of the practice. I think most people are uh, certainly preferring to stay at home. Stay um, home. Yeah. Us uh, too, as yeah. opposed to coming in, and which has been great. I mean, thank goodness we're, we're able to do that. I certainly do miss a, a big component of the interpersonal relationship, but it's certainly better than nothing. Um, and you know, the, you know, I've had a number of 
patient visits where people are just crying on the calls, like very isolated. Mm -hmm. They don't have their family nearby. They live alone. Um, a lot of anxiety. They're, you know, young um, parents who've taken care of child. One spouse is um, sick. And so it's just the amount of stress and burden overwhelmed emotions are really high um, and I love someone that you were talking about developing these meditations um, in groups uh, because I feel like that's where things are really especially if this is going on for another few weeks or who knows how much right. longer um, yeah. to have that um, bonding and social support and seeing this as physical distancing but not emotional or social distancing yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, yeah. um, just on that like uh, distancing thing, I had recently, I think it was, um, I'd sounded actually from one of my faculty members from integrative medicine, they had said something that I've been kind of now trying to change my lingo with, let's look at it as physical distancing, not social yeah. distancing, because socially, like you said, I mean, the secret sauce to well being is social connection. Yeah. So it's it's almost like we're we're tearing that apart, which I totally understand because right now we cannot be physically together, but we can definitely find other ways to connect and maybe helping people ha find those strategies on how they can connect even though they're not physically together um, was kind of something that I've been trying to do and you know even with our not just our patients but just friends and family, um, you know, checking up on people I haven't even talked to for a long time, giving them a little message here and there to make them know that they're still connected to others mm -hmm. because social connection is important, but not not physically and there's mm -hmm. ways of helping them to do that and I know when I was talking to a few people about this it was just a perspective a tiny perspective change it's interesting how words can sometimes play on people's psyche and and when they hear social distance they think like no interaction nothing and and yeah. then they get like anxious about that word so yeah. I mean that's something we've been trying to be advocate a little bit more about let's not social distance let's physically dis distance but you can socially connect with physical distance in the sense of virtually um, you know t calling on the telephone having Netflix parties you know like you know this whole <laughs> bunch of things like that that you it's could so do so much yeah you know? and yeah. This is that yeah, sorry, this is that whole social determinants of health that's changing as well out there, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I totally hear both of what you're saying, and then uh, I totally agree. And, you know, me personally, um, you know, I just came back, um, you know, from my travels. I was in Colombia uh, right before this, you know, the first wave, you know, just kind of hit our country. And, um and, uh, you know, I was happy to do it. Uh, probably the last, <laughs> probably the very last time that I'll ever get to travel for a long time. But what I went into going, you know, I, for those of you who don't know me, you know, I'm, you know, a family practitioner uh, working here, um, you know, in Los Angeles. And um, what I remember going into that first week was just a state of confusion and state of rapidly changing guidelines. And I started personally developing, you know, a lot of anxiety and angst and, you know, all this, you know, brought up a lot of old stuff for myself. And um, over the past uh, maybe a couple of weeks, I've just, um, I was like, oh my God, I've never been on the phone so much and calling not just friends and family, but calling like childhood friends, calling mm -hmm. high school friends, calling yeah. hometown friends. And, you know, it's like things you won't, you know, people you wouldn't normally, you know, have talked to, you know, exactly. and given like within five years. And now you've, you know, been able to talk, you know, binge talk to them, you know, in the last like couple of weeks. So, yeah. um, but similar to add to your point, you know, 
having this anxiety brings up a lot of stuff for people, whether it's like old stuff, whether it is, you know, enhancing um, people who already have a baseline of, you know, anxious, you know, um, you know, issues or depressive issues and things like that. And, you know, I, I think about when you say passing thoughts, um, uh, I think about like a bus, right? Yeah. And just observing a bus, you know, just coming by the bus stop and you're just sitting on the park bench, not necessarily, you know, wanted to get on or off, but just observing it as it goes. And I think that's one of the hardest and challenging things is, you know, when, you know, when we have so inundated with news reports and social media and all these things being constantly barraging our psyche, it can be very traumatic for some people. And it could lead us to, you know, make very rash decisions. And that's the worst thing you can do is making an impulse decision. Um, but yeah, I, uh, this is a very interesting time. I totally agree with using the lingo of physical distancing as opposed to social distancing. And, you know, that's what we're doing on the series is we're trying to develop strategies to bridge those gaps. So let's get into it. You know, for those of us that are being isolated individually versus others that are with their families versus, um, you know, couples, are there different strategies you would recommend for each one of those categories? Um, Ingrid, I'll start with you. Sure. So, you know, one of the uh, good things about <laughs> the Zoom world and uh, fitness world now is that there's so many um, groups online now and fitness classes and actually <laughs> just finished or uh, just attended online my uh, favorite yoga class in the morning uh, obviously none of that anymore in person and um, they're offering on zoom uh, like as a webinar and the wonderful thing is to send yourself an internet connection and it's so powerful you get to reconnect with your teacher um, some of the classes are smaller um, so that's whether you're an individual family whoever that might be and there are a lot of options uh, with which to engage that way I know um, to speak personally in the last two weeks with their very rough I think just concern about family members who are older and exposed and yeah. about um, you know my friends who are on the front lines and the emergency departments and how they don't have PPE and how you know it's just the insanity of uh, what they're going through and you know and being unable to be there or physically uh, be helpful um, was also just very distressing so I you know, I personally let my own practices kind of fall a bit more to the wayside and then you know, from last night um, to today of actually re-engaging and getting back into um, the, the flow, like it's a night and day difference. And you know, these things are thankfully being made available for free by a lot of studios and or at a very reasonable price with which to, to participate. So I would say that that's number one is we have the blessing of so many options mm -hmm. uh, being able to do something like that. Um, and I think what you were saying, Colin, of... You know, this is also in some way an opportunity to like, okay, uh, everyone I haven't reached out to since uh, high school or, or earlier, I think it has certainly um, encouraged, um, uh, I would say desire, but... Uh, connection, a connection. Yeah, exactly, looking for exactly, yeah. looking yeah. for that. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Simran. So, so you know, um, you know, I, I guess these are some of my tips that I do, and I, the first one I think is maybe very simple, but it's actually schedule your day. I know it sounds really like okay, well, that's you know very simple, but I say to people, you know, when you wake up in the morning, the overwhelming feelings can happen from the disoriented of like or overwhelming thoughts that happen in your brain. So if you can schedule your day and write down the things that you want to do in that day. That would be like the first step. So you know, nine to ten, I'm going to eat breakfast. I know it sounds silly, but put that in. Ten to eleven, I'm going to do my exercise. You know, eleven to twelve, and if you start doing that when you're by yourself, you might actually feel a little bit sense of freedom in a weird way, even though it's scheduled. It's scheduled freedom because now you're a little bit more clear. You're creating clarity in your mind by doing those schedules on the first thing. You know, the other thing I I I would recommend is you know. This is getting into a little bit of the spiritual health. Is explore. You have some time now to explore, and I say three questions to explore. This is again something I learned from my integrative medicine. Is basically who am I really? That's a spiritual health question because at this time we might be feeling like I don't know who I am. What's what's you know what's my purpose in this life now? What's going to happen to me? So instead of letting the thoughts go all kind of focus and really have some thoughts about figuring out who am I really and what's really essential or what really matters to you. And then the second, third question, sorry, would be what relationships matter the most to you? And the reason why I say that is because those are right now we're trying to gain that connection with each other, and mm-hmm. and gaining that connections and having that relationship, that understanding what relationships matter to you the most, that will actually give you an idea of what it is. Now, you know, you did mention there might be people who are at home, so I tell people focus on today. That means like what what meaning can you find in today? And you know we are looking, maybe looking at this massive purpose of your whole life might be very overwhelming. So、mm-hmm. just look at today and go, what can I find meaning in today? What can I do? What can give me purpose today? And I say that you could actually jot that down before you even start your day. So what's my purpose going to be today? And I and I'm going to give an example.、Um, I actually literally just put this little thing together,、um, short、um, video that I'm going to be releasing too. Same thing with the meaning. What can what can you find meaning in? So. You know, I was like one day. I think it was like yesterday. I was sitting on the couch. My children came running over to me and gave me the biggest hug and said to me, "Mama, I just want you to snuggle with me."、Mm-hmm. It was very meaningful to me. Now, you know, I felt it at that moment. But later on, as I went out the day, at the end of the day, I thought, I reflected back and said, "What other things were meaningful to me?" It was meaningful when, honestly, my husband came by,、um, uh, like I think a few weeks ago, and he literally just kissed me on the top of my head and said, "By the way, happy nine and a half years anniversary." I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Like, we're, <laughs> we're doing hat. We're doing half years now. <laughs> exactly. But I think he just wanted to make some sort of connection, and I, he might be listening to this. So, like,、oh. but, you know. But then I was like, that was very thoughtful and meaningful. But I didn't think about it at that time. It was later that、yeah. I, when I reflected back. And then what gave、yeah. me purpose? The purpose of being able to now thinking about helping my friends, but also you know my family.、Um, if I'm by myself, it's just the purpose I'm finding in the things that I'm doing, like cooking or baking. So that's kind of the, some of the things. I would recommend. I mean, there's a lot of good sources out there that, like、um, Ingrid was saying, there's so many things out there that you can do online. Like one thing that I tell people when having a big panic attack or having some anxiety is that four, seven, eight breath from Dr. Andrew Weil. Yes. You know that is so good.、Um, That's what I, I do to my patients too. Yeah, the four, seven, eight breath. You know, there's a YouTube video of his that you can just、um, Google it, and it will have the four, seven, eight breath.、Um, PMR, the progressive muscle relaxation. You know, people use it for headaches, but there's actually a video on how to do that. I think it's the Children's Mercy. Hospital. They made it together with Brazilian pictures. You can YouTube it again and put the progressive muscle relaxation training video. And what that does is really try to center you or feel the you know the body and the the contractions and and 
really be able to bring you down if you're feeling overwhelmed, you know. Um, another good resource is uh, yoga. I heard some of the other physicians saying that Down Dog Free app is free. So I don't know. You'd have mm. to check that if it still is. And, you know, me as a Tai Chi instructor, level one, I'm going to my level two, by the way. I'm right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally actually supposed to be videotaping myself for my, my, um, my Sifu soon. But, um, but basically that and then training for level three is um, this, this is not my Sifu, but it is, it is somebody I do know. Um, it's mindboxing.com and they're giving um, free Tai Chi uh, to people. So it's mindboxing2020 would be the code um, to go and get some free Tai Chi or qigong so qigong is um, uh, more energy work if you're interested in doing that and mm-hmm. then of course yale university is doing the science of well-being um, course for free mm-hmm. so that's something people can do and then of course if you're looking at really getting overwhelmed you know for psychotherapy um, i'm not sure in the u.s but i think definitely in canada ink a lot because i forgot we forgot to introduce that we were from different places i'm from toronto um canada but Inkblot therapy is an online psychotherapy thing that you can do. And in Canada, we also have something called bounce back, back coaching, which is covered by our um, government. So if you get a referral from your family physician who's still doing a lot of telemedicine, they can definitely um, get you um, in to get some coaching done to help you deal with the anxiety and the depression or any sort of symptoms that you might have that are moderate. I yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big mouthful, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for those for those of you that are listening, um, and uh, for those that you know who are unable to join us, even though this is a live show, you know, we're gonna record this and it's gonna be published, you know, a few days later. So you guys will be able to have it um, on hand and then repeat and rewind. So and I can give you the, the links too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. We'll, we'll include, you know, as many hyperlinks. I mean, there was a lot there. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> well, no. I'll give you a few of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll include that into the show notes once it's published later on. Um, but I do want to add that um, Headspace is uh, one that's yes. uh, really good. Headspace, um, I believe it's uh, free for all healthcare practitioners it is. now. Yeah, yeah um, that was made uh, news uh, a couple of weeks ago. 10% Happier is also another great yes. uh, app as well. Um, I know behavior health, uh, virtually, um, talk space is a very, um, you know, a popular one. And, um, uh, let me see what else, uh, there's a lot. I mean, uh, Ingrid, you were talking about yoga. I mean, honestly, you, we have the world of YouTube now. And yeah. so, you know, if you can just type in yoga and this is the best time, I mean, if you wanted to participate in anything right now, it's the best time to do so. And I think overall, you know, the sense of message that I want to convey personally is whether it's this virus or something else, right? It gives us a chance to slow down. And it's interesting that it's hitting us um, globally because if you look at the grand scheme and, and the big picture of things, it's like it's it's allowing us to kind of slow down our day-to-day routines, how fast we make our decision-making, um, how fast or slow we're you know, uh, going through our relationships with one another. It gives us this chance to self-reflect. You know, this is a great time to journal. You know, my cousin just started um, coloring. I asked him, he was oh, making yeah. a target run. He was making a target run. Um, and I was like, what are you picking up? He was like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, we just have that kind of relationship. And, uh, I ended up asking him later, like, what did you end up um, buying? And he was like coloring books. And so, you know, and and that's, and that there's no right or wrong to it. It's like, if it gives you a chance to be within the body of yourself and just slow down and just calm the mind, you know, mind chatter, the mind space, you know, the, the, all that. Yeah. The noise basically. (laughs) You know, that's what we want to achieve. So 
All right. So the next thing um, I want to talk about is, uh, you know, let's go into fitness a little bit. And Ingrid, I'm going to turn this uh, to you. You know, now that, uh, you know, we're now that we're going into this, you know, people are working out more indoors now. Um, a lot of companies are making their resources, obviously, online and virtually. You know, what can how can fitness and how can physical activity come into play with uh, how to cope with our current events? Oh, my gosh. I think uh, it's so essential right now, um, especially as we're just feeling so cooped up um, in our homes and very limited. I know in, in California, so uh, they've closed a lot of the parks and hiking trails that yeah. were open earlier on. Uh, I know a lot of people who had never gone on a trail uh, found themselves uh, on those and eventually did pose a you know, public health problem because there's so many people just on top of one another. <laughs> Uh, these trails uh, and so that uh, created a situation uh, it's been fascinating to see what's happened so if, you, if you're trying to buy any kind of um, exercise equipment for the house things like kettlebells or dumbbells good luck yeah <laughs> a lot that's of true. things are on back order um, my favorite company uh, who actually used to build out the, the fitness studio with our squat rack from Rogue I think uh, my trainer just told me yesterday I think they're they're hiring 150 more people because they're um, demand is 500% increased. Uh, a lot of people are realizing that uh, yeah, they definitely need to do something uh, to stay in shape for both, you know, physical purposes, if you're sitting all day and confined, but also as we're saying, also for mental and emotional well-being purposes, the research behind that is tremendous. Uh, I just pushed out a newsletter a week ago saying, you know, there's a, a great research study <clears throat> And I can share that with you for afterwards, just looking at the uh, benefits of moderate intensity exercise on the immune system um, and how it works uh, mm, better yes. than medications and supplements. And mm -hmm. so it's one of the easiest uh, things that we can do. It does require a little bit of a catalyst if you're not loving fitness to begin with, uh, perhaps, but uh, it's essential right now from the immune support perspective, from the emotional well-being perspective. Yeah, so I'm a huge advocate. Obviously, there's a reason I built out the the studio the way it is. It's just um, fascinating to see the internal empowerment that people get once they have a regular fitness program. Just like we were saying about uh, Simran, I love that you mentioned you know schedule your day. It's it's basic and at the same time never gets done <laughs> a lot of the times. But if you can schedule it and like, okay, this is my half hour that I dedicate for my self-care, my meditation, the yoga. This yeah. is the half hour, you know, that I spend for my fitness training. Um, it's yeah. much more likely to get done. Uh, and it doesn't have to be... Um, I don't know. For I think for a lot of people who think of exercise, like oh, it's torture. It's like yeah, push-ups, right. and crunches, and CrossFit, and pain, and nausea. <laughs> uh, and absolutely no reason has to be that way. If exactly, <laughs> movement, just movement. Movement of any yeah. sort, and just I think like getting started with a movement is the, the biggest part. So whether it's an online fitness class or having your own routine, some calisthenics at home, I can describe more um, in a bit about just kind of what we've <clears throat> done at the studio because we, you know that's closed. Um, so we're offering a lot of online classes now to mm -hmm. just get people um, continuing with their training um, with items that they have at home, like you know a backpack filled with cans or books or whatever that might be. So they still 
have some body weight and resistance mm-hmm. training options. Um, so yeah, it really doesn't have to be much. And you know, the best part is it doesn't take that much either. If you don't have to do this for hours a day, <laughs> even right. a little bit of half an hour to an hour, you know, a few days a week is already going to be uh, a benefit. Yeah, yeah. And for those uh, of us that you know uh, are able to keep our jobs and work from home, you know, thankfully, um, you know, making sure that you get up, you know every hour just to pace around the house, do some stretching, things like that. Um, but for those of us that are, uh, haven't been ready to, you know, uh, work out in the house, you know, just picking up common things like Ingrid was saying, if you have a couple of jugs of water, you know, to use that as weight resistance, I've seen some workouts where they will actually take a towel, like a, like a hand towel and uh, you can do like lunges or, you know, just you like placing it on the floor, putting your feet over it and at, at using that to kind of, you know, stretch your legs out and bringing it back and stretch your legs out and bringing it back. You know, almost kind of like uh, sliders, um, you know, in a gym setting. Um, you know, I started CrossFit back in, you know, May. And one of the um, things that we do to, you know, obviously it's closed now, but one of the things we do to warm up is take a PVC pipe. Um, just like a, you know, a white PVC pipe and stretch with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, doing a b- lot of, you know, torso stretches and uh, stretching around the waist, you know? So there's a lot of things that you could do to, um, you just have to be creative and innovative with it. So, so another question is, is like reframing, you know, how we're looking at this and, um, you know, what are your senses in terms of what do you hope to gain, you know, out of this? And this could be more of like a individual practice. It could be more of like a global practice, but I kind of want a couple of, um, you know, just thoughts about, you know, what do we hope to gain, you know, individually? Um, you know, what do we hope to gain as a, you know, society, you know, from all this, uh, Simran, I'll start with you. Well, you know, some of the thoughts that came up for me um, now that you're saying this, because I actually didn't think about it for too long beforehand. Um, one of the things is when I was going to make this is some of the stuff you're doing at home and some of the, it's almost like back in the olden days. You know, you have to unplug a little bit because there's not as much stuff. I mean, sure, we have Internet and everything, but but, you know, I'm cooking things from scratch. I'm you know, I mean, I always kind of did that anyways, but I'm doing it even more now. Like I'm doing way more things, experimenting with more things. I'm going outdoors. I feel like even more than I normally do because I take my children out, make sure they go out. So I'm noticing that in some ways, although there is like this whole amount of um you know, devastation going on, there is this ability to still somehow see that positive in the things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis because we are um, able to now do those things that we maybe never tried before if you're at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and whether that is like, you know, I, I'm not a baker, but now I'm going to try to bake, um, you know, good foods, <laughs> you know, and, and, and or I'm, you know, play, going outside and playing with the kids, um, playing soccer, running around, doing all those things that that, you know, maybe we weren't doing as often as we could, having more family time together, um, being able to, like we said, connect to people that are out there that we haven't talked to for ages and and creating relationships. And, you know, for a business point of view, that's also been a good thing because now you can also connect with other people. You know, more people are actually looking at their screens now. So you have an opportunity to be able to help others through your services even now. And actually, it's probably a little bit more um, engaging for them at this point because they're all looking at their screens. So see, see, sorry, their screens. So that's kind of like some positive things in this whole thing. The other thing is, I, you know, a friend and I were just talking about 
after this is over, you know, when you say hi to people, are we going to be, you know, not doing handshakes anymore? Are we going to be like, right. are we going to be doing tapping each other's feet? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, you, it's, it's, you know, if you look at it from a different point of view, you start looking at those um, things could change, but does, does change necessarily mean that it will be for the worse? There will be some downs, but we could, we're, humans are, resilient people and we can move forward in this um, pretty easily if we just remember that we have the spirit that is extremely powerful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ingrid? I really uh, like this as a question of reframing. I think it goes into just overall like perspective around what's been happening. Um, you know, there's it's certainly no denying that this has been catastrophic globally and it's been taking on so much um, suffering for, for many. Uh, at the same time, like, okay, um, that that is true as one perspective, but if I continue going with that, and as I did for the last like week or so, it's like you just end up almost becoming defunct um, and distressed mm-hmm. and inactive, and it's very... Um, I would say, like this kind of a victim mindset, things are happening to me, and I'm Mm -hmm. out of control of my life, and it's like, okay, well, uh, that is one way to look at things, there are also other ways, and I think this is true in general, Um, you know, I'll make a joke out of this, but coming from like a bunch of anxious, uh, moody uh, family types, uh, (laughs) there and conditioned responses, like that's, you know, different things that I've been um, working with um, personally, uh, you know, for three plus years now. <laughs> Thankfully, that's also, you know, from the previous perspective of, you know, obstacles aren't in the way. They are the way. Um, they provide us that opportunity to learn, to grow. Easier mm-hmm. said than done. It's a nice quote that I, you know, perpetually read. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> good reminder. I'm like, oh, yeah. Not to, like, all get uh, wound up and distressed and ineffectual and constrained because I think that kind of perspective just locks us in and makes us less connected and less social and just more kind of in our own ruminating self, um, which is natural, I think, is kind of how our response is. Uh, and so I think reframing it using these tools, you can mention these apps or whatever kind of a practice that is, even if it's just something that's relaxing. So I've had um, patients come and tell me, you know, they've taken up um, needlepoint. Um, like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. When, did you, when did you learn how to do that? Like, oh, two weeks ago. <laughs> I just. <started. laughs> <laughs> and this other one, like, yeah, beading. And she has these like crystals and they provide different meanings for her. And so she's making yeah. necklaces for others. And um, it's been a lot of um, like handicraft work or, um, <clears throat> or people are making masks uh, yes. to help out in their community. And it's been, you know, an exploration of what people are enjoying uh, and then different spiritual or religious practices as well. I think that also helps bolster that ability to reframe. So one is just the de-stressing and kind of getting out of that uh, pattern. Uh, and then two is actually that nourishment part of being able to find those activities or whatever traditions. Um, it's interesting, speaking of tradition of reframing, um, you know, so the Jewish holiday Passover is coming up next week, and there are some interesting articles about how that's going to be done um, online, because traditionally <clears throat> um, dinners held with a lot of you know, family members and friends, yeah. 
and now it's going virtual. And mm. so it's like, okay, um, let's try to make the best out of this situation and uh, continue to do so and reframe it positively. Um, yeah. There's, I was just to say on the side for like one last thing, like, so, you know, it's been terrible, but at the same time, you know, I think I saw something in the news about there are like 50% less traffic accidents in California. Right, the right. The is down. And so, Definitely. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Well, yeah, and you know, yeah. another thing to just reframe that too, like, you know, you, I think you said something and it just triggered a thought about, you know, we sometimes think we are our emotions, um, but we're not. We are not mm-hmm. our emotions. They they help us to feel and, and they're trying to almost like I say, think of it as like a, 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 almost like an alarm bell telling you, hey, reflect, look at what these emotions are, understand what they are, and then let them be. And so, you know, like you said, with these different, you know, connections, I think the biggest thing is people are having that feeling of not being able to connect, not being able to connect with, even if it's not their friends or family, just with another yeah. person, um, that community. And But remembering that we're not actually alone. We're all in on this together. We are mm-hmm. all trying to do our best together. So, so reaching out to um, even your physician or your health professional—that you know—that's a connection in ways. So, just remember, you're not your illnesses. You're not your emotions. Yeah. And you're not your thoughts too. I think exactly. that's the biggest yes. thing. That's that's yes. the biggest thing. It's like emotions. I mean, emotions is going to be part of human nature. You know, thoughts mm-hmm. is you know part of the mind, part of the ego, and it is its own you know, entity. And, you know, and this will, I mean, I digress. This is an entirely different topic. I was going to say that. I was like, I could get into that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But we are not our mind and we, we we don't, you know, people Mm -hmm. a lot, you know, identify with those thoughts, you know, whether it's pre, you know, COVID or post COVID, COVID, you know, we're we're always going to have, you know, this hamster wheel of thoughts. And the thing is, is that, we need to develop strategies like we've talked, you know, a lot about during the session um, Mm -hmm. on how to, you know, observe that and separate that and de-identify, you know, with that because, you know, we are, you know, we're just beautiful soul energy like creatures, you know, Mm -hmm. in on this planet. And um, like you said, we are in this together. So even if you're isolated at home right now, individually, you know, there are so many different ways to still continue to connect, but it's also an opportunity opportunity to go inward like we talked about and developing more of like a breathing practice a meditative practice you know or just you know more of a self-reflection practice practice because you know it's kind of like the movie um uh i am legend with uh, will smith you know i don't know if any of the audience members have seen it but it's kind of like you know when the world is completely barren and empty (laughs) You know, what would you do? You know, it's like, you know, if we actually had a quote unquote apocalypse and everyone is wiped out but you, like, what would you do? Right. Right, And you you literally have no physical connection. You have to go inward in order to survive and maintain yourself, you know, so. And, you know, actually to add to your, not that I'm going to get to the thought thing, is that one actually helpful one is affirmations. Because our thoughts are are so, like you said, can get overwhelming. That's what creates the anxiety is maybe writing down some affirmations of how you would like to be um, and kind of repeat them to yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. I love it, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning, uh, guys, for listening, uh, audience. Um, I would love for each one of you to have closing remarks. And also, um, you know, if people out there want to look you guys up and, you know, see what you guys are about and see what you guys are offering now, you know, where can they find you? Um, Ingrid, why don't you uh, go force? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you. As always, it's such a gift to be able to speak with you live anywhere, whether it's a culinary <laughs> medicine workshop, a conference in Costa Rica, or on a podcast. Colin, you're the best. Uh, uh, thank you. Inspiring. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, for just with those remarks, I wanted to say that, um, as we're saying for the reframing, that it's uh, an opportunity for us to come together, whether it's with our friends, family members, or those in our community by offering help and support, um, finding the things that we can do, um, however small they might be, because that will help build on our own um, internal sense of purpose and growth. And I love that we were talking about um, we are not our emotions or our thoughts, and at the same time, <clears throat> we have the ability to create and that's super empowering. Mm -hmm. um, so things that are filtered in our heads right now, we have that um, capacity to shift things into where we'd like them to be. And so much of that is based in a training program. Just like you know, if somebody wants to run a marathon or compete in some kind of powerlifting competition, um, they're not going to do that overnight. And I think the same goes and applies for how we expect our emotions to run, how our mind is functioning. Uh, it's a training cultivation process. And you know, just to like have a scientific-based program for building up your muscles or building up your capacity to run 26 miles, um, we have that capacity with our nervous system, with our emotions, whether it's affirmations, whether it's a religious support group, there has to be some element of that built into your schedule. And again, Simran, I love that you're putting in scheduling. I would probably say that would be my biggest takeaway is scheduling yeah. into your life um, because, you know, for a lot of people, our, their work schedules have become overwhelming. They roll out of bed, they start work at 7 a.m. now, um, and they don't stop. And so it can become too much. And having that balance uh, so that it's not just becoming a Netflix and a bottle of wine with friends. Right, right. Those, those are great, but uh, we need to have <laughs> things that aren't just going to be like um, relaxing only types of behaviors, but we're actually building our capacity for growth and internal resilience. Um, I would say that's the biggest thing. Um, you wanted to find us. Um, I'm going to actually be starting to offer the Spirit Strength class. So that's our combined fitness training and yoga and meditation combo class in addition to what we're doing now. So we have metabolic conditioning online. If you wanted to find us, we're on valialifestyle.com. That's the name. Of the, of the studio, and we have a schedule available for joining us uh, through Zoom uh, for small group classes. So these are live sessions. Uh, there's no more than 12 people um, demoing, and um, Coach Bobby is leading the instructions. So just to help people stay on top of their fitness game, uh, there's yoga and meditation on Tuesday evenings. We'll be adding more um, as time progresses, but uh, the best place to find out or if you had any questions would be through the website. So that's Valia Like Victory, A L I A Lifestyle.com. And again, thank you to you both for enabling this opportunity to connect and uh, share our loves and passions. <laughs> Simran? 
Uh, well, I don't have much to say, funny enough. I normally talk a lot, but, you know, thanks um, for having me on the show, Colin, again. I always feel like it's an honor to be on your show, and I'm really happy oh, to be thank here. You. And, um, you know, the, the I guess, you know, it really just comes down to your meaning. You know, if we're not clear on what, what gives us meaning in our lives, um, it, that's when everything kind of unravels for us because the clarity around that is what creates um, motivation and inspiration for ourselves. And so, you know, I just say, you know, try to reflect, maybe reflect on the things that maybe are meaningful for you or what does it mean for you to have hope? What does it mean for you to have faith? You know, how can you implement it to lift your spirits up? Uh, and I guess, what can you do for yourself um, to bring that peace in your heart again? And, you know, I, really, other than that, you know, there's so much we've covered in this. I, I don't really have much more to say than that, but that and, and that we're not alone. Um, remember, if you're feeling this way, there's someone out there feeling the same way. And so, you know, connecting, we're, we're yeah. all vibrational beings. We're all, we all are connected, um, you know, whether you believe it or not, it, it's up to you. But for me, I believe that we're all connected right? And yeah. we're all connected in some way, whether it's spiritually, mentally, physically, and, and just your thoughts and radiating those, those vibrations out can maybe affect someone without you even knowing it. So, you know, have a thought of someone that you really care about and, and send those, that person that loving thought. And it will actually help to re-bring yourself back and, and create that loving feeling within yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, where can we find you, Simran? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so you can, um, you, uh, so my website is spiritualityismedicine.com. Um, right now I am offering um, free meditations for healthcare professionals, but I will be um, offering some sort of discounted um, uh, meditation soon in the next month or so for everyone else at the same um, site. So um, you can take a look at that. It would probably be um, spiritualitiesmedicine.com, and I'll put a page on there for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for you two. Um, you two um, are both a blessing. Um, you know, hopefully Simran, you and I will meet someday in person. Yes. And Ingrid, you're just down the street, so it's oh. great. <laughs> um, um, but for those of you who have not uh, checked them out, they've individually have been um, individual episodes on my regular podcast. Again, my name is Colin Zhu, host of Thrive Bites Regular Seasons. And coincidentally, um, both Simran and Ingrid have been episode two. Um, Ingrid, you've been episode uh, two of season one, and Simran, you've been episode two for season two. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was very, very nice. Two's our number, Ingrid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. And um, I want to give a shout out to some of our listeners. Thank you so much. Um, Adriel Lick, Manjeet, Ross Corey, Hardeep, Natalia, Dottie, LPMD. And thank you so much for listening on. Um, we're going to have this continued COVID series for as long as, um, you know, it is relevant and beneficial. And, you know, we just want to, you know, be able to create more wellness in a time of, um, you know, uncertainty and a time of, you know, um, you know, we just don't know what's going on, you know, and we want to be able to, uh, you know, just get people well, you know, physically, emotionally mentally and spiritually. So and again, thank you to my guests. Thank you to um, my listening audience. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. All right, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. See you guys soon. Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.